another sign to good health, and that's good mental health. This is a shrinks only podcast. This is a family meeting right now. It's family. This is a family meeting. Family business. Uh, and it's on on a very uh, precipitous eve. We have our first official merchandise drop tomorrow morning. Yeah, but at the time yes. everyone's listening to this, it, it will. You already have your your pieces. Yeah, hopefully you've hit that add to cart, donated some money. You feel good. You look good. And we're not even talking. Mer- we're not even talking clothing merchandise. We're talking fine art, straight, straight up physical art. None of that NFT bullshit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I think NFTs are cool. I want to learn more. You know, um, what? I spent maybe three minutes looking at NFTs today, today, and uh, it, it just looks like Minecraft to me. I don't understand it. Was that before or after buying uh, Bitcoin? Um, after I've held this twenty dollar. Bitcoin purchase for a few months now and I've just I've gone on the app and watched it go down to like 19 and some change and then sat on it and watched it go up to like $20 and a few cents extra and I don't know how any of it works where where what is Bitcoin this is now a crypto pod <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing about crypto and nfts it's it's like it's just not cool like I don't I don't want to know how it, I don't want to know how it works. Like NFT, like I, I I've seen NFTs and they're just like there's there's not a single NFT that I'm like I really want that. Like I need I that. need it. Yeah, it's like like art. I like art, and it's like you can hang it up, you can look at it, you can appreciate it. Like this is just something that'll live on my desktop. Like I don't I don't get yeah, it. Like, what what do you do I don't get it. with it? Yeah. Like, I, is I there get, not is there not one thing that you could possibly imagine being like I would spend all of my money for that as an NFT? I, I the only thing I think is like I understand the rarity aspect where it's like it's a one of one, but I'm like, but it's just for me to see. Like, you, how do you show people your NFT? Right. Well, it's it's like, look. Are you just like look at my NFT on my screen? It's, it's well, that's why so it's dumb. it's the same exact like f- trading philosophy as actual art dealing because like you can make a print of. A masterpiece and like you still kind of own it if you have the print like you can still look at it it's just a little bit different right i don't know i may be wrong i guess yeah but that's I, I, that's at least still physical like you can still see it you can touch it true but an nft it's just like only a person looking at a screen can see it like uh, like and if you print out an nft isn't that just like physical art that again <laughs> like i don't get it like Every <laughs> NFT I've ever seen looks like the graphics that we used to add to MySpace pages. Yeah, I agree. It's all it's I all agree. like pixely and like it'll, it'll like dip down and then dip back up. You know, like, like yeah, I'm, it gives I'm, me it gives me big like Oregon Trail vibes. Yeah, I'm happy that there are creators that can make money off of that, and it's like, dude, get your millions. But I'm like, it's not for me. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, maybe someone make an NFT for me. That's cool, and I'll and maybe we'll we can talk. But like the NFTs I've seen, not cool. I will say somebody who's crushing the NFT game right now is Chris Cavanaugh, oh, Cavi Design, who designed one of our our prints. Y'all, I'm I'm so excited that that we're that we've done this. This is something that we've talked about for so long, and yes. like getting into merchandise, but not making just another hat as. Drew wears what? a hat with our logo on it, but <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, we, you know, we're not putting the hats on sale yet. Um, it's just for us. But I think like there's there's definitely something to be said for a like getting into merchandising in an in a pseudo environmentally ethical way by not creating things that are just gonna sit on a shelf and nobody needs another hat, right, or another T-shirt. But 
you know, a piece of art like that, that's special, I think. Um, not to mention all of the profits are being donated to like sick ass charities. Right. Yeah. Can so we, one. Uh, well, I, I, I want to know how y'all found yours. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about the Boris Henson foundation. It, it's related to Taraji P. Right? Yes. It's her, her father, her father's wow. uh, mental health organization. Um, I mean, it's, it's a black owned black run mental health foundation. And that, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who I am. Like, you know, that's like near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, all things black and especially in the mental health space, mm -hmm. as this is a mental health podcast disguised as a golf podcast. Uh, but but I um, had the opportunity to speak to one of the creative team members over there um, through this Movember program that I've just finished. Very cool. Oh, congrats. Um, thank you. It was an 11-week program. Um, it was basically like uh, uh, an incubator for black content creators. And not only did we get help from mentors and advisors and all things business and social media, but it was very centered around self-care and mental health mm. and like, how we think about mental health, how we talk about it, how we talk to each other about mental health and specifically in the black male community. Um, but the Boris Henson foundation is, is tied in with all of that. And that is uh, the, the biggest reason I, I chose the Boris Henson foundation. I just want, you know, I want all my brothers and sisters to take care of themselves. I'm really excited to do this. I'm really, really excited. That's awesome. We're happy to support that. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, everyone listening, you're telling your friends, your family, you're getting some fine art for all of your loved ones, all of your, the people near and dear in the golf world so that we can help, uh, help some other people out as well. Totally. The organization that I put up for this is the National Queer and Trans Therapists of Color Network, which, I mean, just just read the name and understand why we're supporting them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like not enough resources historically have been given to queer folks, uh, to specifically trans folks, um, or people of color, all of whom are entitled to and need mental health resources. And it's a, it's a national organization, but they're still small. And, you know, I think every, every dollar counts to funding an organization that's doing such incredible work like that. I love that. Man, when I saw we were all talking about the groups we wanted to support and when you sent the name of this organization and I thought I accidentally copied and pasted a link into the group chat. It was like, I was like, wait, what did I say? What did I is, say? Is I that mine? Yeah. Right. I was like, hold up. <laughs> I was like, go off, Connor. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. Not you, you said it brilliantly, not enough resources and conversation really happens around groups like that. I mean, black trans women are the most abused, the mm -hmm. have the highest rate of murder, highest rate of uh, sexual abuse, mm -hmm. um, displacement, homelessness, suicide as well and suicide. So, mm -hmm. man, this is I can't even go off. Go off, Connor. Um, the 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 organization that I wanted to support, and I was looking at, um, and I and I actually found out that there's actually not like a ton of like really great mental health organizations in the Wisconsin area, and I was specifically looking at like youth centered organizations that are um you know helping people in, in my in my neck of the woods, uh, because I think that you know kids are being a dad. Uh, but also just like, I think that they're just at a, a very vulnerable community. So it's like anything that we can do to help out, um, you know, kids in the area, uh, something that's always near and dear to my heart. So uh, the funds that we uh, earn, um, I want to support a local organization called Courage, MKE. And Courage is, uh, it's uh, like a collaborative uh, movement that provides housing, um, you know, resources, mental health services 
to um, displaced and homeless um, LBGTQ plus youth in the Milwaukee area. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just there to help um, those those people thrive and, and, you know, maybe get back on their feet or, you know, it's 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 tough to be in those situations sometimes, especially, um, you know, when the people nearest and dearest to you might have kicked you out of their home. So uh, this is a provides a safe space for them to, um, you know, be themselves and be who they really are. So um, yeah, that was this uh, an organization that I was like, there's a few that I had, um, but um, I think that for this specific um, endeavor that we wanted to do, this one just felt felt right for me. Yeah, I love that, Drew. I I think all three of the organizations that we chose are so different in their missions, but also tie into very similar causes and and similar just like just just goodness, right? And I think. Um, you know, I, I don't know how, how much of an impact we're going to make here. I don't know how many prints we're going to sell and how much money we're going to raise. But I think I'm I'm just really excited to be part of this type of mission because um, it drills down to what, to what even we care about. Even yeah. yeah. if we sell one, let's say we sell zero, which I don't think will happen. It's still, you know, just raising awareness about the, the organizations and what they're doing. Um, you know, that every, every little bit helps. So, um, I think just mm-hmm. people understanding Absolutely. that there are, or even resources that, that people might need and they, and they might need to go and, and, you know, use some of these resources. So knowing that it's out there available, um, you know, that's, that's half the battle. And not to mention just lifting up the incredibly talented artists that partnered with us on this. I mean, yes. Tony Napton. He's the art director at Random Golf Club. We had him on the podcast and he's just an incredible person and and his his print like blew me away. I love the color <sighs> of it and I love the whole vibe. Can't um, wait to print that. Luke's is Luke uh Schaffner is is super talented as well. He just like have you if, look at his Instagram and he just like goes off on like he just goes yeah. crazy on these on these like designs, college football man. logos, I, and and it's he, he's really. Cool. I love the way he, yeah. Um, they they look like his designs remind me of when I first got an iPhone, and I spent a lot of time on Pinterest taking screenshots Ooh. of of like iPhone backgrounds and like yeah. uh, they're like I, I like I I I love all the sports mm-hmm. stuff he yeah. does because like he'll take. Like if it's the the Portland Trailblazers or right, you know, right. something, he'll take like an aspect of the name or like, you know, do research on how they got that name. Find the original Portland Trail that was blazed and like put a piece of wheat in the design. Yes. Like this is an exact replica of the wheat. Yes. That was like he just like. I love yes. it. I, I love yeah. it. I love um, that we had like all so all three of those guys are are homies, they're friends, we love them. And you know, w- when we approached them, they instantly were like, "Yes, we want to be a part of this. How can we what 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 do you need from us?" And we kind of gave them the parameters of what what we were looking for, and it was just like boom, we just sent them off. They 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 just did it and it yeah. We we gave them all the same like just like we're like this is what we this is what we're thinking whatever you want to do and all yeah. three prints are so different but all mm-hmm. are still tied together like it was just i'm I, i'm blown away uh by yeah. not only their talent but yeah it was just it was just it's cool to see people create things in your yeah. world and uh yeah, yeah we're just yeah we're just so appreciative of those three uh beautiful humans and and their the work that they did yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, and Cavi should get a, a shout out too. Besides yes. his NFT prowess, I mean, he's just he's just a stunning artist. I think he he makes beautiful, beautiful art. Um, so bold, and what he super bold, super colorful, very poppy. And um, I think what he did with this print is just like gorgeous. I can't wait to hang it up. <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm so excited so for all of them. Buy buy one, buy two, buy three, um, because the money is going to a good place, not us. Although that would also be a good place. Um, 
But I'm going going towards better causes than us. I'm kind of sad that the wall that I want to put these on is actually like in front of me. So like behind me, as you can see, it's just like fireplace and like a TV and stuff. Mm. Like I don't have a wall behind me. Like that would be a great spot. But I'm going to be looking at all of this art in the next, you know, whenever we get these printed. So that's great, man. That. Like yeah, I'm stoked. I, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely because I think we've all talked about it at one point. Like looking forward to this move and looking forward to setting up a, a, a workspace for myself. So I'm, I'm excited office. to put these up. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it speaks to all three of them while so unique and different, like speak to exactly what we're about. It's just really cool to tap in with people that get us. You yeah. Know? Totally. And I was say, I think this, you know, this is going to be the first of hopefully many uh, inter- iterations of, of this. So, if you're an artist and you have any ideas, you know, send us a DM. We'd love to talk. This will not be the last time that we do something like this. Um, and right. honestly, you know, I think I think all of these would look good on a T-shirt too. So maybe hey. you know, you're not who wrong. Knows? Who, who knows? Not wrong. Who knows? <sighs> all right, well, fellas, uh, we wanted to record another shrinks only uh, question and answer AMA sort of podcast because we we get a lot of really good questions the first time we put out the call for send us questions we we unfortunately didn't even get to get through all of them we we made it through like three to four and we still have uh, a fistful of 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 questions to answer so let's uh let's let's just let's just oh i'm about to in. dive in swan diving this <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a question that, that I really like because while we are a mental health podcast disguised as a golf podcast, we are all golf fanatics, all three of us. So I think Confirmed. this this is a, a good question to to kind of appease people that are interested in, in golf content as well. Um, where are y'all at with your games? Are you looking to develop or are you just enjoying the journey? I have a, I have a very, uh, I, I'm, I have a bold thing to say. Do it. Um, <clears throat> Go off. Where I'm, where I'm at with my game right now, I'm an eight and a half. And I'm proud of that. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. And it, you keep that? Like you maintain your handicap regularly? N- no. <laughs> thing is, in between rounds when I'm, you know, out there for self and I'm not keeping score and I'm not, uh, I'm out there for vibes, I'll go and play 18 and, and keep a score. Um, recently I had to calculate it. I was invited to play in a tournament and I had mm. to calculate it. So those few rounds over the last few months, I did keep score. That was what happened. And, uh, eight and a half is, and honestly, like, if, if I'm being honest with myself, that's, around true <laughs> like the the numbers say eight and a half it, it, when you put it into the tabulator it tabulates that i will take that um i but, buy eight, i i yeah, buy eight and a half I can see for that. you yeah i can see 100 percent. That. yeah that's not cap okay well appreciate that um <laughs> where i want to go y'all i i want to be a scratch golfer Ooh. I, I want to get down to scratch. I really, really do. I feel like it feels um, good when you can say that too. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like a scratch, you know. And it's definitely a flex. It just need. I just need to dedicate myself physically to getting there. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask what what would get you there. What do you what do you, in your in your mind? What do you think will get you there? Um, I need to treat myself a little better first and foremost with mm. how much sleep I'm getting. Um, the food I'm eating, uh, the exercise, like the, the, the stretching is so important. The mobility work is so important. Um, especially because a lot of times in Southern California, when I'm driving 45 minutes to the course and then two hours home and just sitting in that traffic, when I get home, do you think I'm going to roll around on the ground and stretch out my hips and like, no, no, absolutely not. So I tighten up and I lock up and that's just what it is. Um, but if I, if I actually took it, made the time 
uh, to to dedicate myself to physically getting to that thing. I I I know it can happen. Right. I'm here for it. That. Is there a is there like a timeline that you would like that to happen by? Like, are you a goal setting person typically? Would you say? I'm a sporadic goal setting person. Like, if it's okay. Like it's we're at November 18th. If I'm like, <laughs> all right, like I need. I need to save a thousand dollars so I can do Christmas shopping. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, uh, I, I do a lot of like time trials, time challenges when I'm in the car. Like I, if I, I need Ooh. to get to like La Brea, for example, in- <laughs> you're like, I'll drive 90 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there in 10 minutes, even though the GPS says 12. Like, I I'll love do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but this is a this is a big one. I and I want to say by this time 2022. Okay. Scratch. Let's yeah. go. This time 2022. All right. You got a year. I got a year. Let's get in there. A year to scratch. So I I haven't kept a handicap in two years, I think. Two or three years. When I last kept a handicap, I was like a five or a four, something like that. And I'm probably right around that that level right now i did have a goal that i wanted to set at the beginning of the season like you know early doors january february i wanted to break par in the year 2021 that was Mm -hmm. a goal that i had set um my career low round is a 73 at a par 72 one over and i was like i i know i can do this if i set my mind to it i i genuinely and generally have that constitution and that principle that I feel like if I set my mind to something like that I'm gonna fucking do it the the thing is I didn't really try and I think I would like to try that again next year and actually commit to it I do really want to I want to test it though I want to like build a system around it and see if there's any correlation between you know playing for score once per week and being like this is my time trial Right. Mm-hmm. This is my this is my like competition day. Every Sunday is my competition day to break par. I, I don't know if it has to be at the same golf course or if it has to be, you know, what what other conditions need to be put around it to make it like feel controllable, like an actual experiment. Mm-hmm. The other piece of it that I wanted to include was meditation. Um, I shared with you, Brad, that I had never meditated before. Two weeks ago I started for the first time, mm-hmm. November first. And I've done it every morning. And it's been really interesting i'm i'm really proud of having kept up the routine thus far got to get to that 65 days like we were talking about with Mm -hmm. ray um so he and i are going to be keeping each other accountable over the next three months or so two months um but i i think i do want to introduce that into the the test for myself as well in 2022 break par keep meditating see if that improves my uh, i love that yeah. So that's that's, that's my goal. I think that we can all maybe keep each other accountable. This could be like a, an accountability group, and I'll be your accountability buddies yeah, for sure. And, for and sure. like, and if there's people out there that are listening that are looking, you know, maybe you're you're a golfer that doesn't have a lot of friends that that play or people in in your in your close circles. We'll be your accountability friend as yes. well to help you. Yeah. Whether it's for yeah. golf, whether it's for meditating, whether it's for working out, hit us up. We'll we'll help you out. Yeah. Join the Discord. I do I do think it's funny though. Like we I mean, the three of us often preach don't play for score, don't play for score, burn your scorecards, all of that. Um, but I think there's nuance to be mentioned there that like competition between interpersonally and also intrapersonally between yourself can be a really healthy thing as well. And I think yeah. golf is an amazing tool for that. Um, so like I'm, I, I definitely keep score sometimes. Um, and I definitely love playing matches with my friends and things like that. So the point is play your own way. Don't, don't listen to what we do all the time. Right. Yeah. It's burn the scorecard metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's yes. burn the scorecard in your mind. If, it's burn the scorecard if the scorecard was a Nike dry fit polo tucked into <laughs> khakis. 
Like, like if the if the scorecard is the thing that's keeping you from enjoying the game, that's when you should burn it. You know, exactly. If that's if yeah. that's what if that's what has you know made your your drive or your love for the game diminish, then stop. stop Get out of here. Yeah. Ain't Just no control. Bring more control into your relationship with the game. And if you can say today I'm going to keep score and I will test that then enjoy it. And if that wasn't fun for you, don't keep score. Can I tell you something? Like just having this conversation right now, I'm excited to keep score at my next round. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm playing tomorrow. So. Oh, I'll, I'll uh, must be nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> so drew in the land of the actual, of like seasonality in winter. Um, what, where are you at with your game right now? And um, what are your, what do you hope to do? For me, I so I came back to the game pretty hardcore in 2020 before I met you guys, and when I, I think I I think I logged like maybe between like 50 and 60 rounds in 20 in 2020, which was like I said more than I had played in a decade. I probably yeah. in the the 10 years prior I had probably played uh, maybe five to seven rounds of golf in 10 years, so not even not even around a year, which is crazy uh considering how much i loved the game prior so for me i and, and the one thing that i realized in 2020 was that my mental game was so much better than it was when i was playing competitively in college mm. um like i my golf game was better than but i was the kind of person that could implode on the whole and it's like you know i could be playing either really well or really poorly and then it could go downhill in one hole where you know you could double a hole and then for me it would just snowball into like you know shanking one you know throwing a club getting super pissed off and then and and then i realized and then i realized in 2020 and i'm like oh i don't score doesn't matter like golf is fun again but then i'm like going having that mindset while playing i was actually better i i, I was playing better golf even though I hadn't yeah. played in forever. So I was like, man, if I could just put this together, this newfound mental edge that I didn't have when I was 17 to, to 21, I could be really good at golf because I was good at golf, but then I would sometimes let a hole affect me. And now that mm -hmm. I was, I had like conquered that, I'm like, damn, I could be, I could be good, like really good. Uh, so my goal at when, in 2020 was like, I want to compete at the Wisconsin state amateur and Ooh. yeah. And I was like, and like, not just like enter it, but like, I wanted to like compete. I mean, and I know that the guys that play there are like D one, the people that win are just old heads that are really good, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at golf. So needless to say, I didn't make any effort to do that and i would say right now i'm probably playing to like a five or six um i didn't play this year as much as i did last year and a lot of the golf that i played in 2021 was like some sort of shoot or some sort of production where i wasn't actually golfing it was like work uh which sounds more glamorous than it actually is because you don't actually get to work <laughs> on your game when you're shooting something uh even right. though it is fun and yeah. amazing to and an amazing opportunity it's still you, you're not grinding the most grinding that i did this the whole year was last week or a week and a half ago when i was in nevada testing golf clubs with golf digest like that was like a grind and i was you know i hit probably a couple thousand golf balls in the matter of, in four days so that's yeah, you were you were a real life andy from the office with i blisties had and blisties. i had i yeah i had blisties for sure um but that being said going through that process i realized that it isn't the club it, it it's not the player it sometimes is the club so I, I it's not the wizard it is the one it is the one straight up so we had uh this guy down there his name was chris he was he's a master club fitter for golf galaxy and he like has his own facility uh shout out chris he's a true wizard so chris was there with us because he was there adjusting clubs for the testers so that we were testing the you know the the right club in order to give an accurate assessment 
So Chris had watched me hit hundreds of golf balls. And, and then one time I hit, I hit one He's and he wasn't even looking at me. He was like looking over there and I heard him say, uh, Drew, that was low into the left. Right. I was like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So the club whisper. And then he, so I hit another one low into the left. He's like, all right, don't change anything. Don't change your swing. Give me the club. He, it, this was an iron too. He like did something to it, handed it back to me. He's like, what do, I'm like, what did you do? He's like, just hit it, peered it straight. He's like, so what? yeah. So he's like, and, and he did this the whole week where it would be a driver, a, a fairway wood. He would do it. He would change a shaft, tweak something. And he's like, don't change your swing because when you change your swing for the club, that's when things go downhill. So I was never a believer. Like I always thought it was the player, not the club. And now I am a firm believer in getting fit for golf clubs. And not just because I have maybe a more consistent swing than like a 25 handicapper. Cause that's what I said, Chris, I'm like, is this only, does this only work because I have like honed in this swing over 34 years of my life? Or like, how, how do you work with someone that is just starting out? Or how do you work with someone that might not have as consistent of a swing? He's like, honestly, the cl- the equipment still will help you regardless of where you are at your game. So yeah. So this is not like a, an ad wow. to, to get fit for golf clubs, but I was not like, I was like, <laughs> I was not, always not like, you can, you can do, you can like any, go- like it, Tiger Woods can pick up any club and he could be really good. But if you're playing something that's like made for you, you could go from like good to great. You get a little bit better. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So this guy sounds really interesting. He's like a Mr. Ollivander of golf. Oh, straight, mm, tinker, straight tinkering up, away. Straight up. I, 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 yeah, I, if I could, if I could spend like just, well, I, I spent like four days with him, but I'm just like, man, if I could just like bring my clubs and like have him look at them and look at my right. swing. Oh. And he's like, he's like, seriously, like just like the, you move a gram of weights, you do, you know, you change the kick point in the flex of the sh- you change the lock, you change the lie. And it was just like, it was so interesting to talk to this person and I have him that. like, yeah. So I'm like, if, if you, if you're serious, I, I, we, maybe we have to do like some content where we get fit for clubs and then we, like we go through the process and then we like, we, we all try and reach our goal. You try and get to scratch, you try and break par. I try and make the, the state amateur. And it's just like, did the club fitting help us? So this, this, this might be, we're, we're workshopping right now. That's, yeah. that's content. The shrinks go pro. That's the, Shrinks GoPro. <laughs> Shot t- entirely on GoPros. What, what tour yes. wants us? <laughs> we'll yeah. join any tour. It's fine. Who who wants us? Kick the tires at the web.com tour. Yeah, we'll ba- just bar- be out there on the range. Barstool Classic. Like who who wants who wants us? We'll take. We'll take on anyone. <laughs> Pass. Pass. Yeah. No thanks. They couldn't handle us. Next question. Next question. Right. <laughs> cool. Golf. That's where we're at. All right, question. Next question. This is a good one. We we had a few questions that were in a similar vein, uh, and it was basically when are we going to go on tour, and not for golf. When are we taking the show on the road? Just hold on to your hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. (laughs) It's in the works. It's in the wakes. Um. Short answer: Yes, we're definitely coming on tour to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. limited run yeah at least at first and then we'll and then we build the show from there yep right yeah we, this was something we uh as soon as we locked eyes the, the, the three of us <laughs> yes we were like world tour, world tour. <laughs> it's like when you meet your soulmate and you're like what do you think about marriage the name? you're like forever. right <laughs> what do you think about forever right <laughs> that is how uh that is how much how badly we want to be on the road together so mm-hmm. yeah we hear you and we got a glimpse of that when we were in wisconsin of course but there was no public or event component added yeah. on to that so yeah stay, i was like bet, stay, your, stay, bet your mind stay, um, stay can we that. say can we say what date yeah early think, january yeah early january we'll say early, early we'll say early january southern california in Southern California, we'll be at there. a nondescript golf place. We'll be there with uh, with friends and mental health tips. I 
I can't wait until we can no like swing really, tips really, really talk about it. Like we'll get I swing tips. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it soon. Yeah, in more detail. Um, we might so have to yes. clip that for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we good. We good. Yes is the answer. Oh, here's a good one from uh, Mr. Richie. Uh, what do you guys do to maintain friendships amid the craziness of everyday life? Mm. I I love this question because I I mean I feel like friendships are so integral to joy and happiness but also hard when you're you're you have a, a life partner you have children you have work you have yeah. other responsibilities it's like how do you maintain friendships not just us three but just in general like other friendships in life or uh, especially when for us we don't live in the same area but your friends that you have locally like how do you just keep up with people when everyone is trying to do the best for themselves and their own yeah. life situation especially so. living in a pandemic i mean right that's that's been the right I, I i think that's been the most challenging thing for me personally in portland is like you have so many people so close to you but you can't touch them you can't reach out and hug them you can't see them and that's that's really challenging so i think you know, and there was that period early doors pandemic when everyone was doing five days a week of Zoom happy hours and things like that with right. long lost friends from middle school and people that you wouldn't ever talk to in normal conditions anyways. And to a degree that was really beautiful because you got to see people that you hadn't seen or thought of maybe in a long time. But on the one hand, on the other hand, that got really exhausting, right? And so I think that illustrated for me anyways the the efficacy and vitality of in-person relationships and mm -hmm. that's why i'm so blown away by what the three of us have in our friendship <laughs> is that it's functioned and, and blossomed purely through digital means right but right. it's but it, it still functions really really beautifully and really well and more organically when we're together in person so mm -hmm. um that's like i would say my overarching opening statement <laughs> yeah <laughs> um when when we first got this question i jokingly said you know how do i you know how maintain relationships i'm like i maintain them just fine with the two of you like <laughs> we're, we're we're fine um but yeah it's hard like i have two friends in uh in los angeles less than 20 minutes from me both uh both friends couples are married and have newborns hmm. like less than a month old and i mean like i i haven't seen them i don't know when i'm gonna see them like and these are folks i would normally just like pull hey what's up you want to walk and go grab a coffee you want to see with the gym? Like these are these are people that are regular in my life that I'm I don't know when I'm going to see their babies. I don't know when I'm going to see them. Like it's going to be hard because obviously now their focus is like their family, right? Like they're the three of them in their homes safe, you know, keeping the baby safe. Uh, I don't know, you know, when when they poke their heads back out for air. I uh, hope it's soon because I miss them. But um, that's also, you know, a reason I spent a lot of time on the golf course, I think is cause I don't have to worry about that. Cause like, I'm not going into people's homes like that a lot anymore right now. <laughs> uh, but golf has changed that a bit. You know, I, I typically play with like the same group of golfers and they're like, you know, if a bubble is still a thing, like they're in my bubble, like, uh, and I, I don't really go outside of that much. Um, the panini complicated a lot of that stuff. I, th I think it's panna cotta. <laughs> I think, I think golf, golf friends are like an interesting concept where we all yeah. have them. It's like, they're people that you talk to when you're like, Hey, do you want to go play? But it's like kind of weird because you don't see them other times or you're not like, right. I want to go hang out with you in, in another setting. It's like so. And it's not that we don't like those people as people. Usually it's just 
they're our girlfriends. It's like, right. Yeah. I'm trying to get out on a, on a quick twilight. You call your girlfriends. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird construct, but it works. You know, we all have girlfriends. I just got yeah. off the phone with a golf friend before we potted and uh, we were just talking like about like Thanksgiving and stuff. We were just like, Oh, like you're going home. Like dope. Hey, I'm going to see Mandy's people. And like, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. You're going to be around this. Nah, but we're leaving this week. Oh, you're going. And like, that was the conversation. Yeah. We didn't even talk about golf. Uh-oh. And I was like, wait, did we just, did we just become best friends? <laughs> did we just become actual human friends? <laughs> right. You had to end. You, you had to end the conversation with, oh, "We'll get out when you get back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get out when yeah, you get yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on something. I want to show you. Yeah. Right. I, I got this new. Sw- I got this new, new takeaway sw- move. I got this new yeah. swing weight. <laughs> I got speed sticks. The speed yeah. sticks. Speaking of speed sticks, it, I have some, and I need I need to get ooh. those to Liz. So, Liz, if you're listening, I have your speed sticks. <laughs> I'm bringing them to you next time I see you, which may not be till next year. Yeah, man. Though, like maintaining maintaining friendships is is really challenging, especially if you're not in the same city. But and and like we've talked about, starting new friendships is really hard too. As people not in school anymore, people without like captive situations mm-hmm. that put you in social situations, right? And something I've been thinking about about a lot recently is you know, these predictive algorithms that we see on Instagram and social media generally and Spotify and things like that, you know, they're feeding you exactly what you already know and what you know you like, right? Just because you've fed into those algorithms through likes and taps and plays and all of that. None of that stuff will change your life. Like when I'm on Spotify and I'm, and I like tap into my made for you playlist it's going to send me everything that sounds exactly the same. Nothing is throwing me for a loop. Everything is exactly what I have signaled to Spotify that I like. Mm-hmm. But what I've realized recently is I want more things in my life that are going to change my life, that are going to completely throw me for a loop and change everything that I thought that I knew that I liked. And that's why I'm so excited about knowing you guys first and foremost is because even though we have so many things in common we're so different and because of those differences both of you guys are changing my life and i love you both very much look at us how did we end up there we broke the algorithm uh, that's that's, man, that's crazy like i've i've never thought about like yeah we live in a world that is serving up things that we that it thinks we want to see and man, that's that's like tough to like to learn new things and to to find truth. It can be scary. Yeah, because it's like if if you're only seeing things that you it thinks you want to see, and that's just what you're consumed with on a daily basis. It's like yeah, how do you branch out of there? Especially if if you're seeing things you want to see is also comfortable too. It's just like it it feels good. You don't. Right. You don't you you don't want to be shocked when you're looking on when you're scrolling on your Instagram page. Like that's when you are like, like, why did how did that get in there? Yeah. It's called protecting my peace. I love comfort now, you know. Yeah. I I love give me give me my sweatpants when I get home, you know. Mm -hmm. Put put on that Mm -hmm. Smino album again. (laughs) You know, but it's rinsed, yeah. (laughs) Right. Like just just give me give me exactly what I want. No, I'm not going to my grandparents for Thanksgiving because I know what comes with that. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm protecting my peace, but I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you in that, you know, change, it, it can be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to uh, family gatherings though, that ain't, no, <laughs> they no, don't no. count, <laughs> but I, I would, I would hit shuffle on a playlist I've never listened to before. I, I'll give you that. All right. There's your challenge for the week. Find a playlist that you think you're going to hate and hit shuffle on that. Yes. I mean, I'm going to be busy with uh, Adele in a, in a few hours. So, yo, 30's it's gonna, tonight. 30 is going to be, that's going to be my Friday. So. 30 is the new 20. 30 is mm. the new 20. 30 is about to be my new white noise tonight while yeah. I sleep. I'm going to just <laughs> have well, that on just, in the background. Just cry and, and listen to that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think for me and, 
the whole dealing with with friendships during a pandemic. So like, I think our friendship is really unique because I, I'm kind of at a point in my life where I'm like, I don't like need any more best friends. Like I have, I have some really good friends that I have here in Wisconsin. Uh, like we're all really close. Um, we, I mean, we actually still see each other relatively frequently, uh, but a couple, you know, a couple of them or a lot of them have significant others, which is kind of recent, like in the last year or so. So, you know, we, we just see it basically had been me and I had like, four to five really good guy friends that were all single and it was like me I was the married guy and then I was like me I was the guy with kids but it was great it was great for me because I always had people that I could hang out with because they were all single and now you know a lot of them are are getting getting booed up so uh you know they're spending more time with with their significant others and which is great I'm so happy for all of them but also it's just like we don't hang out every single week like we used to. It wasn't like, oh, it's Sunday, yeah. we'll we'll go over and watch football. Now it's like, oh, they're doing this with this person and they have other couple friends. So like now I feel like we cherish our time together because it's not like literally we would see each other like every like twice a week. Like we get wings on Thursdays, mm-hmm. we watch football on Sundays, and now it's just like we might see each other like once a month or you know, mm-hmm. every couple months. So um, they, I, I think about this because they, all of my, all of my friends came over last week and to celebrate my birthday. Um, it was kind of like a housewarming slash birthday bash nice. here, which was amazing. Cause was, I literally hadn't seen some of the guys in like four months. Um, and yeah, so it was just great. Great. They brought, you know, significant others over. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like I said, I was kind of at a point where I'm like, I don't like, I'm not looking to find new friends. I'm not like out there. Like, I don't need any more friends. Like, I'm good. Like, but meeting yeah. you guys, is like, y- you guys have become my best friends. And it's like, I never thought that at like 33 that I would find people that I would want one that I would want to like be friends with, um, <laughs> but definitely not like, like at all. Right. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, like you have like work friends and it's like, you know, they're work sure. friends, you have people, acquaintances, and then it's just like. I feel like the older I get, the smaller your circle gets. And yeah, so it's like I, I'm I'm kind of at a culling stage where I'm like, I'm not adding, I'm looking to 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 get rid of people. Mm-hmm. So to add people at such a close uh proximity to my heart, it's like it's cool. Like it's I it wasn't what I was expecting at the beginning of the year. But I'm yeah, I'm so thankful that you guys are are part of my life. And I think that you know, I think you guys are some of the people I talk to the most. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. not only just because we're doing this podcast, but we truly care about each other. So it's it's amazing. Man, I I, ju- I just think it goes to show like how literally anything is possible, and you never know how one Instagram DM is going to change your life. <laughs> For real, you know, I really do. <laughs> so what, keep your mind open shoot shoot your shot is what we're trying to say shoot, shoot your, your shot. shot yeah always shoot or shoot shoot it that's right what would jr smith do you know what he's doing he's jacking that thing you know what he's doing yeah exactly <laughs> he's, he's doing okay i, I think it's so it's so it's so beautiful that jr is is like in this golf world now because he was like you know he was kind of like he, you know, he, like meandering through basketball, yeah, and like you know, he he had he had some like funny one liners. You know, he got the he didn't know what time it was in the finals, but and then LeBron was mad at him, and now it's like he's just like totally. And then you know, he was anything is possible sort of kind of fellow, and now he's like totally reinvented himself. It's just like I want to be a college athlete, and like that's and, and a golfer. Like that's so. Like if you would pick any NBA and basketball, if you, I mean, like if you right. pick any, ba- any NBA basketball player, J.R. Smith would be like the last person that you'd be like. I bet J.R. Smith wants to be a college golfer. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, and that's why it's so yeah. amazing. That juxtaposition. Fast forward twenty years, yeah. this guy's going to be co- playing college golf yeah. and like loving English class. Right, and then it's like, I love, yeah, I love that it's not you know just about the golf, like. He'll be yeah. like reading about his assignments, like yeah, it's so good. <laughs> He's Jared Smith's at the 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 English tutor tonight, like working on a, a paper. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. I, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I, I've been thinking about it too. And like, Jr. Come on the pod, Jr. Uh, we'll probably get that in there. Uh, he's doing the thing that I think most of us aspire to. Is like 
what do you do when you have everything? He had he had his career. Yeah. He he's got a ring. A really good career. Yeah. He's had a, a great re- career. He was a McDonald's All American. He's an elite athlete. He is mm-hmm. a very popular, very well liked, generally public figure. Um, just don't step to him. Just yeah, don't try and break in his car. Uh, <laughs> that ha- that happened around the corner for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's got crazy. I can't believe uh, that happened. So uh, yeah, yeah. Google J.R. Smith uh, wards off yeah, carjacker man in face. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, my point in that is like, he had the big contracts. He had the notoriety. He had the, the championship ring. He did it. He did the thing. He got, he got the most juice out of the squeeze of his NBA career. Yes. And now he gets to do, he gets to do like, and he went back to, to school to an HBCU That's to play mm-hmm. golf. Like, if I had, you know, if if the four walls were up, you know, my needs were met, mm-hmm. I think I would do the same freaking thing. Mm. And like specifically HBCU golf. Like, For sure. I think I would do the same thing that's and just so cool. re- relive my college golf experience. <laughs> like, that's but that's, like take control of it. Yeah. Right. And yes, it's yeah. beautiful, man. I love that man. JR, come on the pod, bro. We got it. We got, really we're cool. going to get JR. He's <laughs> big respect. We know JR is listening. Right. Because, like, think about all of the other things that he, like, could have done that wouldn't have been, A, so newsworthy, but also be as, I hope, fulfilling as yes. what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's doing something altruistically beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And has yeah. nothing to do with money. You know, no, literally not like the opposite, the opposite. Yeah. yeah. He's paying to go. Yeah, he's paying, <laughs> paying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I, I think it's cool too, because like, I, I think in, in a world of like, in a world of content and everyone's doing something for, to be noteworthy. I truly believe that JR wants, like he wants this edification and he wants this experience that he never had. And he, he loves the game of golf. So what yep. better way to do that than to go back to back get to, back to school and like yeah, play man. college golf? Like that's that's cool. I mean, I got some eligibility left. Maybe I maybe I should go back to school, play some college golf. I got one year. I got one year left. Mm. Let's go. Let's ride. We should maybe that's that crazy. should be maybe our maybe, yeah. maybe that should be our thing. Maybe that's the shrinks go back do. to college. <laughs> it's a <laughs> I just see like I mean what a what a cheesy nineties sitcom yeah. that could be. Hey, like Russell Wilson, he came. Everywhere he went to. You go. He right. went to Madison to get his masters, and that's yeah. why that's how he played for the Badgers. Um, because yeah. he already played like whatever, however many years at like North NC State or wherever he was mm-hmm. before. So baseball and football. Yeah. So we could, you know, we could go get a masters or you know, PhD. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. okay. Play some golf. Some golf. Do we have um? Do we have maybe like one more question left? Oh yeah. That we can spin. Uh. <laughs> I'm a fellow D3 golfer. What moment during one of your rounds do you remember the most, good or bad? And then this this writer in gave us an example. Um, they said, um, my first tee shot in a tournament, I had to stop my downswing because I let out a huge fart. Oh, yes, no. the massive crowd of 10 fans all heard it. Oh, so gosh. that was the most memorable, memorable round. In college, I feel terrible. I feel, I feel, I feel terrible. Te- I feel so hard for that. <laughs> no. I mean, what do you do? I, I what would, do you do? You have you have to you have leave. to own it, right? You have to just leave. do it. Yeah, you would leave. You would quit I just, college. I, just, <laughs> I would walk off the golf course and just that's it. Sit, I sit, hereby resign. I sit in the van until they until they drove me home. <laughs> No, I don't know how you. Come, I, mean, I don't know how you come back from that. I mean, I hope it's funny now. You know, right. I, I would hope. I mean, I would. I would hope that since it was shared with us, that it's a. It's not a not a traumatic experience. But right. I mean, it, I it know, seems man. like it was. It seems like it wasn't. I'll anymore. I'll just share mine right off the bat because it's actually quite similar. Um, I the first tee shot that I ever hit in college, I missed. 
Oh no! You were out there taking swipes. You practice, practice swing. The first tee shot that I ever hit in college competition, I didn't hit. I practice swing. I was so nervous, and so here's the setup was. We played five count four tournaments, meaning five players mm-hmm. played in the tournament, and we only counted four scores. Mm-hmm. Guess who was playing number five? Your boy. Your. Um, so, but what they did was on day one of the tournament, they inverted the pairings. So number fives went first. Oh, I hate when and they did that. So I was on the first tee. I hadn't played in a professional, in a professional, in a <laughs> collegiate golf tournament yet in my career, and I was stood in front of I don't know twenty five people, something like that. I was terrified. I was a freshman. There were, you know, I was playing with like properly good golfers and I was not good. I like, I knew that I was not going to be good, but I was there for the hang. I was there for the free golf and, and the GTs and, you know, (laughs) hungover experiences. And I step up to the first tee and I have nothing in my system likely other than Vodka. Uh, yeah, like like <laughs> alcohol from the night before still processing and like maybe black coffee. And so I was already a jitterbug. And I get up to the tee and like I'm literally doing the, the knee knock, like just a comically expressive <laughs> just, uh... shake situation. Damn. And I remember I remember taking the backswing and at the top of the backswing, I, I visually remember seeing everything just sort of go dark and thinking oh no and i i don't remember swinging down but i remember the the holding the pose and i thought to myself where'd the ball go and everyone on the tee was silent and i looked down and the ball was still there and (laughs) it was it's one of the it was one of those situations and i'm sure the the first tea farter as i've called them um can can relate to this feeling but it's one of those moments where it you know three seconds goes by but it feels like four hours yes. and it feels like everyone is watching you because they are they they're everyone's watching Everybody's you and, and, and you know swallowing laughter right um but i i don't know how but i i managed to i i the next time i stood up to the ball i took half swing and made sure i at least bunted it out there, there i go. think i topped it like 40 yards in front of the tee box but i made it off the tee and that was my first experience with collegiate golf but that, um, that's traumatizing memorable. i learned this later they didn't count the whiff in oh, my score hmm. but you're supposed to right even though even though it's on the, the tee you you have intent to hit the ball and i had intended very clearly to hit the ball like, and that i missed it was a very very close practice swing yeah but you know ho-hum it would have turned a seven into an eight and it you know it didn't really matter at that point so, <laughs> so i like wasn't they, out, i wasn't out here threatening the the course record like they already didn't t- keep my score so that that wouldn't have they were like yet. let him have yeah. this one yeah like, he yeah. suffered enough they're like this that's why he's the five <laughs> the rules official was standing there and he was just like it's fine let yeah. him go it happens it happens don't worry about it don't count it. Like, at least you didn't fire it. Right. <laughs> so that's mine. That's a good one. That's a good, good, bad. That's a good, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I almost took out my mom and my golf coach in one one swing of the club. Took them out. Was it an S word? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, what? Well, real bad. So. Oh, no. Um, We had a tournament close to home, so my mom came to it. And I mean, I thought it was cool. Like she was so support. My mom has been so supportive of my golf, like from day one. Um, and, and this one was close enough to home. She came out and on top of the nerves, I was already feeling for playing as a, a five, you know, in, in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, she and my golf coach were in the same cart. <laughs> And, you know, I could see him off to my right. I'm like, all right, you know, put on a good show. Step up to the tee and just when you're um, when you're standing in front of someone and you can hear the ball whiz by that sound. Uh is all I remember <laughs> and, and watching 
my mom kind of like watched the ball whiz by. My golf coach had like dove out of the cart because she knew what was happening. Oh, no. My mom just like had never seen a ball travel that fast, had never seen anyone hit a ball that close to her before. <laughs> so she kind of just like, did she think it was a good thing? She was kind of like, know? okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was supposed okay. to <laughs> Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, I think she put two and two together when I had to walk past her and explain, yeah, no, I'm going to go hit that ball now. Like, no, like I'm, I'm actually my, aiming that. that I'm laying two. So yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for the assassination attempt. Right. Clean that, clean that one up. That I used that story in a, in a slate once for a tailor-made commercial. <laughs> they were like, tell us about your best shot and your worst shot. I was like, my best shot was my only ace and my worst shot almost killed my golf coach and my mom. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> highs and low peaks and valleys in golf. <laughs> Dizzying highs, terrifying lows. Yeah, we get it. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. A good, bad. A good, bad. A good, um, bad. I, I, I will, Do you have a good good or a good bad? I'll, Drew? I'll, I'll end this. I'll end this on a on a high note actually, and it's so. uh, when when I thought about my most memorable or a moment during the round or w- like a moment during uh, college golf that I remember the most. It's and to give it some, I guess it's the entire round, which is the moment. But to give it context, we, I played at this golf course the year before in high school. Actually, not even the year before, the same calendar year. So it would have been the springtime for high school golf. And I shot 105 there. And we came back, and in the fall when we had college golf, I I, I wasn't even supposed to be playing in this tournament. It was a JV tournament. So basically they allowed people that weren't on varsity to like have like JV matches. Um, so I was I was on varsity. So I they didn't have enough guys to play. So they're like, Hey, uh, do you want to play in this JV matches at rolling meadows? Um, and I was like, sure, I'll, I'll play golf. Like, I'll, you don't have to tell me twice. So we went up, it was kind of a rainy day. Um, like winds were picking up, but I was playing like really well. And, and I was like, you know, I just a few, you know, three, four months earlier, I had just shot 105 on this golf course. So, and I was like, man, I'm like tearing it up today. Uh, like, this is pretty awesome. So we finished the round and I, sh- I shot a 73. We get in the van. So it, it had started to, it had started to like rain. So, you know, normally at the end of a tournament, there'd be like the, the, the trophy, you know, and they like everyone clapped. The yeah. The mingling. And for this one, we all just like went straight back to our vans. Cause it was like pouring. And my coach comes and he's like, "Hey, uh, you medaled. You <laughs> you got first place today." What? <laughs> you oh, won a tournament yeah. before? Yeah. So it was a JV tournament, but it was still, you know. So, but I was like, and I didn't even know it. And it's like usually Damn, you get the Drew. whole you get the whole fanfare, and it's like here's the top three. You know, you get the you get your right. Pack, you, you That's a big moment hand. at a tournament. I know, so for me, it was just like literally my coach is like, "Hey, you got first. Here you go." Ugh. So, but I loved it because how much you, how much you get them by. Uh, I don't. I don't even remember. I just know that I got. I think it was maybe Probably like a. a like I uh, well maybe it was. I'm, I'm guessing maybe by like a stroke or so. But it was Drew, just. That's it was, incredible. It was beautiful because I had just like I had played winner. so terribly at that tournament. Like I literally shot like thirty strokes more the last time I had played there. So that's wild. Um, so yeah, it was. It that was cool. Uh, but like that was it was the memorable moment was him just like, like we were all in the car like we just wanted to go to like McDonald's because we were hungry. And it was raining. He's like, "Hey, uh, you meddled. Congrats!" And I was like, "Oh, cool. Like, but like, what do I do we'll with put this? it like, on the fridge? Yeah, like, what do I do with this stupid plaque?" So we honestly, I hung it uh, on our dorm floor, like on one of the walls. And I just, <laughs> I just left it there when we moved out freshman year. Like, it, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm sure, the, I'm sure, like the cleaning <laughs> crew, like, there. I'm sure the cleaning crew just like threw it away. But yeah, I just, le- I, I, mean, I left it there. Um, but yeah, that was that was my most memorable college moment. Not only to to medal in a tournament, but to like just like negative fanfare. <laughs> just like uh, oh yeah, you won. <laughs> parking go, parking lot ceremony. Yeah, go home. Right. Yeah. And it was it was, was pretty good. It was pretty tight because I, I I like wasn't even supposed to be there. I was like basically an alternate for JV because because no one else wanted to go apparently that day. Probably because the weather was so bad. 
So well, let's uh, let's make a point to pull up the Rolling Meadows and see what's. Let's what. go back. It's yeah. Rolling Meadows is actually so it's in it's in like Fond du Lac, which is kind of close to Lasonia. We've been there, yeah. So yes. yeah, yeah. Where we went to Gillies, it's the bottom, bottom of, of the, the lake. lake. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Fond du Lac. We actually, um, I, we were, yeah, when we were at Gillies, we were like close, like Rolling Meadows probably was the close, one of the closest golf courses we could have went to. So, and it has like 27 holes. So it's a fun, it's a fun Ooh. little track. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get back there. Cool. Love it. Y'all. What else do we want to, what do we want to sign off with? Buy some fucking Buy prints. Buy some prints. Buy a print. Support some hey. support some amazing organizations. If you're a if you're a video tier Patreon subscriber, you can see some GGT hats. If you want one of those, maybe you can get one someday. Maybe not. I don't gotta, know. Got to know a guy. Got to know. My my thinking my my uh, call to our audience is: these prints also make great gifts. Mm-hmm. True. Holidays are coming True up. That. Holidays are coming up. Whatever holiday you celebrate, we got a print for you. That's it's it. like we planned it. Somebody out there needs to mind their golf. Might be you. Might be your dad. Might be your uncle Bill. If your grandfather's still around, he maybe probably he needs, needs to, mind to as well. Yeah, yeah, he probably needs it. The 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 thing I love about these prints is that they're gender neutral. So. Mm. The print true. for the golfer in your life. Yes. It, it's you know, and it's 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 a one size fits all. You don't have to worry about sizing. You don't have to worry about returns. Exactly. It's what, art, we, baby. we don't take returns. We don't we don't take returns. But also take the guesswork out of it for you. It's one size fits we all. We should also mention like we priced them super reasonably. They're thirty six dollars a piece. Like that's okay. So Come on, for golf. art. Yeah. Yeah. How- that's a that's a nine hole rate at Lock Labelle. Right. I don't know. Maybe no. Not. I think it's more. Yeah, but it's probably I know what you that. mean. We know what you mean. It's yeah. a nine hole rate at a muni. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a muni rate. Saturday. That's yeah. how we arrived at that number. That's right. Yeah, yeah. y'all. We don't, we don't I love every opportunity I have to talk to you. Truly. Same. I will. I will never tire of seeing your faces and hearing the the dulcet tones of your voices. I love you very much. Love you, Kings. Oh,